The Anton Savage Show on News Talk. And I'm delighted to be joined in studio now by Stephanie Preisner, writer and of course podcaster. Good morning to you, Stephanie. Good morning, Tommy. We're going to talk about what's going on, what's in the newspapers this morning. We're also joined on the line by Philip Ryan, political editor at the Irish Independent. Good morning to you, Philip. Good morning, Tommy. Good morning, Stephanie. Good morning, How are things, Philip. guys? Um, listen, I think eight days away from Christmas, we haven't really mentioned this much, have we? I mean, it's everywhere in our house. Stephanie, you have a little 12-week-old. Uh, yeah, this... like Christmas isn't happening. We got two decorations that say Rory's first Christmas and those are the only decorations in the house because it's just so intense. Like, I can't possibly think about putting up decorations. I was going to have a go at you there. You really haven't put the tree up the whole lot, but 12 weeks, you are in the middle of the chaos Tommy, at the I moment. Barely, I haven't had breakfast. I have bar- I showered last night to be prepared for this so I wasn't stinking. Like, I don't know how. And then other people who have, like, younger babies than me are on Instagram putting up trees and I feel awful, but I just can't. I can't do it. Like, I yeah. can't do it all. The, the, it is a disaster, actually, when you're home with a little young one as well. And all you do is scrolling through your phone and seeing this sort of stuff as well. Philip, what's uh, Christmas like in your house? Is uh, you all yeah, set? The tree is up. The decorations are up. Um, Rub it in, family Philip. gathering tomorrow with. Uh, I'm not going to be doing a lot of the work now, but <laughs> all a lot of the stuff is up. Presents. I'm not very. I haven't bought one thing. I was hoping Tommy could offer me a deal on the the Lloyd and Price shoes that could cover a, a few presents. You came um, to our rescue this morning, Philip. You got whatever you want. <laughs> so um, yeah, but otherwise, like it's been a strange Christmas in that it's just been busy in in the world of politics. So there's been a lot going on. Today is obviously a busy day. Um, I saw some of the TDs have been complaining that they've had to work on a Saturday. Presumably, they wanted to get in the last minute shopping this weekend and now they're forced to come up to Dublin and, and vote for Leo Radker or vote against him if, whatever way it might yeah. be but it, it's just been weird that type of way and, and next week will probably be busy as well when all the changeover um, stuff happens too Well listen I was reading um Last night about this cold snap, of course we're seeing it everywhere, the freezing temperatures, there was talk of a white Christmas coming up next weekend. But then it's at the front of the Daily Mail this morning actually talking about home heating oil needs to be rationed. I mean, it's a real worry at the minute with the cold weather, Stephanie, for people who, you know, there's a cost of living crisis at the minute, it's really hitting people's pockets and then all of a sudden there could be a shortage of kerosene to, to heat people's homes. I think it's important for people to know that there is not a shortage. This is the same situation as when flour and eggs and toilet paper <laughs> were in short supply in inverted commas during the, at the start of the pandemic. People have heard that it's going to be really cold and have started hoarding or ordering more kerosene than they might actually need. And so some Suppliers have said you can only buy 500 litres, you're not buying a thousand. And there's another shipment of it coming into Dublin Port this week. It's not that there is short supply globally, but that people are scared, understandably, that like, oh, this is going to be the coldest winter ever and they need more oil and so they're all buying it in bulk but 500 litres will do people most houses for about three months so there's no need to stockpile Okay so for, we don't, don't need to be getting ahead of ourselves this is kind of typical of what we do all the time is yeah. when a headline comes last. I suppose it shows the power of the newspaper headlines Philip um, Yeah you should never um, downplay the, the impact that the newspapers can have but I think it's it is also putting out their you know genuine fears people have that when they're sitting there and they're looking out and there's the frost all over the road and everything's iced up and they're not going to be going out for the day and they're going to have family over and you're going to be in your house a lot more than you usually are. The last thing you want is to run out of oil and you're heating. Now, I, I used to years ago have um, like the oil tank out the back and fill it up. Um, thankfully, you don't have to deal with that anymore. It's always one of those ones you kind of leave to the last minute and then you go, 
you're suddenly seeing the red light coming on inside and you're not warming up the house. And like, if you can imagine having the, the granny over and the aunts and uncles this time of year and suddenly there's no heating and you're throwing blankets all around them, I don't think that would work for most people. No, no, absolutely not. Listen, let's move on to another story, a, a really tough story of the last couple of days. The Irish Examiner's front page reporting this morning that the Taoiseach has said Ireland is determined to get the truth on the Lebanon attack. Of course, the best friend of Private Sean Rooney, who died in Lebanon, has been described as a best friend as one of a kind. The 24-year-old soldier was shot dead while serving with the 20, 121st Infantry Battalion. On a UN peacekeeping mission on Wednesday night, a team from the Defence Forces will travel to Lebanon today to help with the investigation. And our chief reporter, Barry White, is speaking, speaking to Sean's best friend, Chris O'Neill, who he says his best friend was one of a kind. Let's take a listen. Me and Sean have known each other, you know, from before we could talk, before we could walk. So um, our families would be two good friends, the Rooney's and O'Neill's. And our mummies actually grew up together, uh, Lisa and Natasha, and they fell pregnant at the same time. So Sean's a month and a, a couple of days older than me. So he was born in November 98 and I'm December 98. So ever since then, really. It's the best friends. Yeah, well, some would say that. I'd say more brothers, you know. We, you know, we, we done everything together. Learned how to walk, learned how to talk and, you know, growing up together over the years and making memories that last, you know, a lifetime. Tragic news on Wednesday night. When did you find out? So I was actually chatting to Sean uh, Wednesday, um, Wednesday morning. Um, we were just chatting. He was due home next week for uh, Christmas leave. I think it's called. I don't know the military terms, but he was he was home for a couple of a couple of weeks over Christmas, and um, then that was it. Um, told each other we couldn't wait to see each other, and then got the phone call then the early hours of uh, Thursday morning and found out. Yeah. Probably a feeling that um that I'll never forget, you know, just the the shock, the instant, just didn't believe it, you know, um couldn't believe. Thought I was in a nightmare. Still do, you know. Still it feels surreal, shocking, shocking news, devastating. Like just, just felt like you know I could feel my heart break nearly. It just feels like you know I lost, you know I lost a brother, but it just feels like something left me that day. Like when I just heard it was just, you know, my words can't even I can't even put into words like the feeling that I felt and and still currently feeling and. You know, it's it's a feeling that I'm feeling that our that our friend group's feeling, and you know, nationwide people are people are feeling like, um, you see the social media reaction. You know, people reaching out to us over the last um couple of days. It's you know, shows shows what type of character he was. You know, tell us about Sean. What type of character was he? You know, Sean from a young age, he was he was funny, um, witty. You know, he's one of the best. Um, people know him uh, um, initially as a quiet chap, but he's um, he's the most kind-hearted, you know, loving, caring uh, person in the world. Everybody seems to be speaking so highly of Sean. He's obviously going to be sorely missed. Yeah, he'll be missed by everyone. Um, me, um, his friends, his family, and and the wider community, and even the country. You know, um, ultimate sacrifice. You know, representing your country and especially overseas and. It's it's honourable that he he'll be remembered by so many, but he was proud of it of his father too, who was also in the army. You know, he was a real real family man, real caring caring, a loving person. You know, it's heartbreaking news. You know, he couldn't wait to come home and and see his family and see us. We had a few nights planned out over Christmas, and he couldn't wait to to spend it with his family because that's that's what he loved the most. You know, he loved his family. 
Uh, it's just, it really is heartbreaking to hear from Christopher, of course, Sean's best friend or brother. He pretty much described him as there. Philip, um, when we see the Taoiseach is saying that Ireland's determined to get the truth behind this Lebanon attack, I was reading as well that Private Rooney was shot at close range after a UN vehicle had overturned. What's the thinking going on here at the moment? Are we not getting the, the full picture, the full story, do you think? Yeah, I think we, we seem to be in a bit of a information vacuum at the moment. And the on this side of the, the, the debate or the investigation, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of trust in what's going to happen in the Lebanon. There's not a lot of trust in, in the comments that have come from Hezbollah, particularly about their involvement or or lack of, as the, as they would suggest, so far in in the shooting, which which as as has been reported was was through a back window of the vehicle, that, that, which would suggest you know that it was a targeted attack. It wasn't the, you know an outbreak of, of shooting that that resulted in in you know crossfire or whatever. It seemed that the, 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 someone went out of their way to shoot through the vehicle and and injure uh, Private Rooney. And, and kill him indeed. So look, there, there's going to be a while to, to try find and get to the bottom of this. But we know when you see previous investigations into things like this that happened in in countries where we, we obviously don't have any control over what the, the local administration does, that it's always difficult to get to the very bottom of things. Now, the, the, the caretaker prime minister over there has promised to, to find those who are responsible um, for this for this attack and, and bring them to justice. But we're just going to have to wait. And I think it could be a long road ahead for, for everyone, especially Private Rooney's family. I mean, when you look at it, and I was reading here, why our troops serve in places like this? I mean, Irish losses, no, 47 people have lost their lives. The, the heaviest of any other member of Unifil. I mean, you look at the likes of France, 37 deaths. Fiji, 35 are there questions why the Irish Army have to still come, keep going over and, and doing these peacekeeping missions whenever we're seeing there's something maybe a bit untoward here? Well, look, it, it, it's part of our role that, that we play in the UN. And look, th- these guys, they go out there, they're putting their life on the line every time they they put on their uniform and, and go out to serve, whether it be Le- Lebanon, at the Golan Heights, in parts of North Africa, wherever they're being co- uh, called to work. It, it, it's the life of a soldier. It, it, it's it, it's been a while since we have lost someone in in the line of duty, thankfully. And um, but like you said, there has been a number of incidents over the years. A lot of people will remember various times that that, that we've had. Um, there's been you know exchanges of fire, and, and people have got fatally injured. So it is the role of a soldier. Um, it might maybe refocus people's thoughts when they talk about our neutrality and whether they want us to to bit, play a more active role in. Um, the defense of let's say Europe or, or joining some sort of EU defense um, arm because if you if you sign up to that there's going to be an awful lot of more cases like Private Rooney's Yeah, yeah listen I think we all send our condolences to Sean Rooney to his fiance to his family as well it really is heartbreaking listen to his best friend Christopher talk about how they had plans to go out and celebrate and really enjoy Christmas and unfortunately they won't be able to do that anymore let's um Let's finish up by looking at some maybe of the good news stories. We are, of course, coming towards the end of 2022. And in the end this morning, um, Philip, we're talking about the 50 good news stories. So uh, have you picked out maybe Stephanie actually let's go to you Stephanie with uh, what good news story have you picked out I love this first of all I love when people you know like put all together all the good things uh, that have happened this year but number 28 some quirky ones I have to say I think I've picked one of the quirky (laughs) ones but it is it was something that brought a smile to my face this year 
Marty Ma- Marty Whelan the Marty Whelan tattoo oh so I love this a man called Phil O'Kelly uh, had to get Marty Whelan uh, tattooed on his thigh when he lost a bet with his friend because uh, they played fantasy football for a year and whoever lost had to get a tattoo. I mean, and come on, who, who does this, right? Well, okay. They're obviously seriously into fantasy football, but I just love Marty Whelan and how he like he engaged with it and then he got him on his show and they were talking about it. And I just think only in Ireland, like only, and Marty Whelan just being such a good sport about it, it really brought his I think mind if to you my face. If, if anybody's listening here and they want to Google that picture, it's hilarious. It's a picture of Marty standing beside the portrait of himself on, on on somebody else's leg. It's actually Mac Hansen, the Irish rugby player, the Irish winger. He's an Aussie. He lived with a guy, one of Oshin Dowling, I think it was, the Leinster Academy player. And he was going off to get a tattoo and he said, watch it again. He said, oh, my face, jokingly. Mac Hansen has a tattoo of Oshin Dowling's face on his leg as well. There's another <laughs> one for you. Uh, hasn't made the top 50 this year, Does though. Does anyone have a tattoo uh, of your face on them? I hope not, for their send own sake. Send it in. <laughs> send it in. Yeah, 53106 oh, at a cost of 50 cents. <laughs> I'll come for a picture beside that one. Uh, Philip, anything from the 50 that stand out for you? Yeah, and, and look, just first off, we're all, people are always wagging their fingers at us in the media saying we never report good news. But exactly. like, look at that, there's 50 different stories there for everybody to enjoy this morning on independent.ie. Um, but yeah, look, there, there were some great sporting achievements um, in rugby. Uh, Josh Flanderfleer ran Player of the Year. That's a big one. Um, you had um, Rachel Blackmore winning the Gold Cup after her year before was even better Amazing. when she went to Grand National. And then you had um, quite extraordinary... Um, Katie Taylor fighting Amanda Serrano as the headline in Madison Square Garden. And it was it was some fight. It was the two of them beat the hell out of each other. <laughs> but uh, our, our Katie came out on top. And yeah. it, it's just a remarkable um, achievement for, for women's sport or just sport in general, really. Absolutely. And, and the women's football team, of course, qualifying for the Football World Cup. Yeah. So many good news stories, particularly from sport as well. And if Katie Taylor does manage to hopefully fight in Croke Park in Ireland and other stages, that would be the, the standout for 2023. My number one, though, has to be, and it is number one, GAA jerseys, a runaway success success at London Fashion Week. I love this. So the dubs can do no wrong. So they've actually upcycled a GAA jersey and Vogue have said that uh, it's showed rich potential. There you go. So the dubs didn't win the All-Ireland this year, but they've made it to London Fashion Week. That's a success for them, surely. I think it should have been a cork jersey, to be honest. <laughs> was it the old Arnott's one? Yeah. It was yeah, the old Arnott's one. They kind of cut it so that you can't yeah. see the branding. Yeah, you can't actually yeah. tell who it is. Uh, it, it is, uh, who is it? Robin Lynch, who is an upcoming Irish fashion designer. She's one to keep an eye out and they've actually just said that O'Neill's need to do a collaboration with her. So there you go. It could be a Galway or a Cork one coming your way as well, Stephanie. Um, listen, Philip Ryan, I know you have a busy day ahead of you. All the very best with the old political changeover today. It's going to be a long one for you the political uh, editor at the Irish Independent and Stephanie Prizer writer, podcaster and a whole lot more thank you so much Thanks, for joining Tommy. us this morning The Anton Savage Show Saturday morning at 9 on News Talk.